This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode with Joe List. Check it out and share it with friends. We talk about herpes, uh, dealing with an ex, and moving in with your girlfriend. Check it out, share it around, enjoy. Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side State of New York Labs. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every week. I'm going to say it again. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for spreading the word. Keep doing that. Keep telling your friends, your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. It really tickles my nuts every time I get a snap from you guys listening to the podcast. It's so cool that you guys are getting involved. It's helping you on your rides back for Easter and spring break. And it's just very cool that you guys are involved with this. And if you, every time I get one of those snaps, it's like a little window into your life. Uh, it's a little awkward at first. And then I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Uh, you know, so I'm on Snapchat, JTrain56. Keep sending those and keep telling a friend. It really means a lot. Um, I was at, I was in Scranton, Pennsylvania this past weekend. There were like 15 dudes fr- that listened to the podcast at the show, which was like amazing. And like I'm opening for someone else and like all these just dudes just show up polo shirted they look exactly yeah. like me everyone <laughs> they every and it's all and say hello please i'm I, I was sitting at a table and just some guy walks by with a beer and he goes what's up j train and then just kept walking and they're like i don't know what to say i'll bring on our guest right now we could talk he's got a podcast of his own joe list thank you for coming on hey everybody a return to the j train podcast thank yeah. you for coming on and joining us and answering the emails yeah thanks for having me you know what i'm talking about you got a podcast here on the same network tuesdays of stories it's every tuesday fantastic yeah. podcast you should add it to your library if it's already not in that already what do you think don't you get that weird like yeah, it's nice. It's exciting. What we have is a weird thing is uh, Mark and I have talked about, Mark Norman and I have talked about the, on the podcast, how we get weird talking to people after shows. We're yeah. uncomfortable. We're, we're crazy, weird guys. So now people listen to the podcast. I'll have fans just walk by and be like, I love the show. I think it's great. And they just keep running. And I'm like, well, you can still, you can yeah. say hello. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. People are like throwing gifts at me and then running away. <laughs> You're talking about like more like the, there's, there's people that come up to you afterwards and they just feel like they're being aggressive towards you. Right. More than being like nice. You know, podcast people are usually like, this is, you know, it's cool to meet them. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll have someone that saw me on last comic and mm. they're insufferable. They're really? like, hey, blah, 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 farts, whatever. Because they're the podcast what? fans. They know me. Yes. They hear me every week. So they're like, hey man, I don't want to bother you. I know you're crazy and gay, so just hello, goodbye. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, see you later. Yeah. So that's nice. It's it's a it's a funny thing because it's a very intimate relationship. I, I every time I meet someone that listens to this, it's you're right in their ears, you're, right? So you know you're there with their. Uh, their I listen to podcasts too, and it's a very alone moment when you listen to someone else's podcast. Yeah, it's it's also interesting because sometimes you meet people, you start telling stories to people. That you just met and they're like, no, I know. Uh, yeah, yes, I had. Yeah, I know that. I I had that happen with a chick once. Like this is like a, a like maybe a year ago. This girl came to a show, and she came with some other people that were like, she was helping promote this book that I was in. Yeah. And she came and she like goes, I have a uh, she like we left the show and she goes, I have an an admission. I've been listening to your podcast and I was like, oh. And then she just started rattling off 
stories to me that I had told and it was very weird. It was yeah. like it was like almost like this is your life. Yeah. It's interesting, especially Mark Norman, my podcast partner. He's single and on the scene. He's telling all these sex stories. Oh, so he's, like he's killing it too. Yeah, oh, it's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you like if you like sex stories, tune in. Uh it's just it's ape shit what he's doing out there with the He girls. came he came on here a couple episodes ago. He's a great guest and uh you know, we, the stories are unbelievable. Yeah, but it's weird cuz these girls listen to it. And I think now girls, some girls like want to fuck him because they're like this guy fuck they, oh, Jesus. I they want to be him. a part of the story. Yeah, they're like I, he fucks everybody. He must be doing something. Man, right. I'm having the opposite reaction. <laughs> they're like this well, is going to come on the podcast cuz Maybe I deal with Jews. Like that's my problem. I think he might have some. He has some of those too. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But um. well, Joe, I'm pumped to have you here. Uh, you've been on before. You know the deal. We answer yeah. emails. Joe List. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe List Comedy. He's going to be in Providence at the Comedy Connection, uh, an awesome uh, comedy club on April 29th and 30th. If you're in Boston, Rhode Island, Connecticut, anywhere in that area, go. Go check out those shows. It's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, that'd be great. I got a uh, bonus infrastructure. Okay. So if I sell 11 tickets, I got an extra 10 bucks. So listen, so. get them that $10. <laughs> yeah. April 29th and 30th. You can also go follow Tuesdays with Stories on iTunes. It's on this network. At Your List Comedy on Twitter. Are you ready to go? Yes, I'm ready to rock. So Let's I saved, uh, we were talking about this before we got started. I saved an email specifically for you. Oh boy. And it, we were kind of laughing at how I wrote it down because, you know, sometimes you have questions that I, I don't have the expertise in and... Sometimes you get questions. You're like, "Oh, this person's gonna be." And this one, the title is "Dating with Herpes." Dating with herpes. Oh, but you see, you can't even get it out. That's I can't much, even get it out. Such an issue, this herpes. It has a stigma. It's a real stigma, yeah. And I have in parentheses and caps, Joe List. That makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were just saying, I'm, I'm like the go-to herpes guy in the New York City. I'm fielding calls all day. Well, that's the thing, people. We know what it is, but you know, it's it's kind of like we're spooked by it. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't. It's it, spooky, all right. It's spooky. <laughs> it's, I've seen more pictures of guys' dicks than any human being. Oh on Earth. my god! So you're the guy that people are like, okay, you gotta check. You have herpes. Yes. Oh, I'm riddled. It's riddled. All over. The, I got it on my feet, my yeah, ass, yeah, my it's balls. A, everywhere. We we had to yeah. put down a tarp for you to sit down on. <laughs> it's it's wild. <laughs> yeah. It, but it, that is the. It, I think what this podcast allows for is people to have open conversations about things that maybe they're uncomfortable talking about. Right. Oh, good. This guy writes in, Dear J-Fuck. So he really came in strong. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I was diagnosed with herpes type A, the mouth kind, a few months back. I've done a lot of researching, and according to multiple health websites, nearly 80% of the U.S. population has it. This may come as a surprise to you, but the common cold sore that people get is herpes type A. Trust me, I'm pre-med at... Uh, a school I won't mention. Anyway, cut to the chase. How do I tell the girl I'm dating? 889. That's the rating system. She's face, body, personality. Right, right. I remember. 889. Uh, that I carry this stigmatized virus. She's made comments about how gross herpes is, and it has only made it harder for me to get this off my chest. Any advice would be appreciated. Love the podcast. Keep it the work, you homo. Oh, boy. Well, this is interesting because I always, I never heard type A and type B. Okay. I thought it was HSV1 and 2. Isn't it 1 and 2? I don't know. I don't a and B, know. I never heard of. Well, this is how little we know. And, and he's right. You hear one in four people have right some sort of herpes. I don't know. You know, and you know, we've you uh, you mentioned something like this on stage. I do a joke about my brother sleeping on my couch is like like having herpes because you have to explain him. Right. And people even get weird of that. It's just a reference. Yeah. People. Yeah. Just hearing herpes. It's a weird buzzword. But if this girl thinks it's gross. I, it's strange because most a lot of people have not most people but a lot of people have it and it's really not that big a deal. It's very manageable 
And he doesn't have genital herpes unless he does, and he's weird saying it. Yeah. Um, unless he's sucking his own dick, maybe he's giving right. it to himself. But the mouth guy, I think everyone does have. The, everyone that's ever had a cold sore in their mouth, I think, is pretty standard. Yeah, um, everyone except me. Let, let me put that out there. Yeah, I don't have, I've never had a mouth <laughs> cold sore either. Yeah, but, but, I, but, like, what do you do when you, you know, you have a, a you're engaged now, yeah, and yeah. how do you bring that up to somebody? You know, especially anything that's uncomfortable. Right. How do you how do you call that out? See, mine was interesting because, and I just had a talk with someone else that has it now about how to date with it. But yeah, I told, I admitted it at like a comedy party at the Laker Awards. I don't know if you were around back then. I remember that 2010 or so, whatever. And I won an award, a fake award, yeah. and I was given an award speech. I was like, "This is a hard year for me. I have herpes. I got crazy herpes." And I thought it was gonna be hilarious. And nobody laughed. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, this poor bastard. Oh, my God. And um, It's like announcing you have cancer in the middle of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. People were like, oh, my God, this guy should kill himself or whatever. <laughs> but my what would become my girlfriend was there. She was not, we were just friends at the time. Yeah. So I kind of told her publicly. So she already knew. So it didn't have to be like a serious talk yeah. or anything. And uh, previous to her, I only had to tell one girl. We were about to have sex. And I said, hey, I have herpes, but, you know, condom. I don't have an outbreak. And she said, uh, well, it's not ideal, which was really sweet. Thing. And I was like, all right, great. <laughs> it's not ideal. That's like the worst. Uh, ideal is the worst word to hear pre-sex in anything. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Well, this penis is not ideal. <laughs> right, yeah. There's a lot of me that wasn't ideal. Yeah. So I think herpes was just one more. The yeah. glasses, the teeth. <laughs> She's doing her, what, what are those, the, uh, the, ve- the, what are the two circles that come, the Venn diagram? Yeah, Venn diagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just like looking at that center spot, being like, yeah. not a lot coming together for this sexual experience. Ironically, the middle of a Venn diagram looks like a pussy. It does. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, so I think it's just, y- you put it out there. But there was one time I almost had sex with a girl when I was single, obviously, mm. uh, we'll say. And uh, we were about to have sex, and the gr- I was like, Jessica, I got to tell you, I have herpes. And the girl was like, what? That's fucking disgusting. You're gross. And it was so annoying, because I'm like, well, you're only... Me being a good guy away yeah. from you having it. Yeah. <laughs> like you were about to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing that is preventing you from having it right now is me having a conscious and being a nice person. Yeah. But like what you're doing now is how you get herpes. To me, to me, you, that's exactly right. And what does this thing in the challenges in our lives are kind of what reveal like what the person is. Right. You ever see that movie Shallow Hal? Yeah, I love that movie. It's a funny movie, The Family Brothers. Yeah, It didn't get enough credit. Yeah. Uh, so I like that movie. But there's a scene in the movie, so ever the, the premise of the movie is that everyone who, their outer image is what they are on the inside. Right. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow plays this overweight woman, but when he's like, when he sees her, she's beautiful because she's such a good person. Right. And exactly. then there's that scene where they go on the double date vacation. Yeah. And there's the one woman that looks like an old hag. Right. Because, right. But she's actually gorgeous. Right. Because on the inside, she's a dark animal right, right, <laughs> right. so it was like to explain the point that this goes both ways yeah, yeah. so it's kind of the same thing with this guy's herpes you're gonna find out the type of person you're with by based on their reaction to it right exactly <laughs> it's so it's so weird to just be like some people it's been trained to be like that's disgusting but i'm like well it's as disgusting as fucking a person without a condom yes that's how i got herpes yeah i fucked a person that didn't have a condom it's like is that disgusting right now you're it's di- pretty amazing really yeah. <laughs> it's fun and the girl that i got it from told me but what happened was, and they say not to do this, she told me, like, as we were hot and heavy, like, we were about oh. to fuck, and, like, 
I don't know if you're like me. If I have a heart on and she's naked, I'm she there. could be like, my pussy is covered in razor blades that have AIDS on them. I'd be like, well, whatever. I guess I have that uh, I happening. Guess, I guess I got this dick getting cut off tonight. Yeah, you know? so like, I just, I went for it. I yeah. didn't care. No, but, I, uh, I, I hear, I had a girl, um, this happened in college. I was hooking up with this girl. We're in top bunk of a, <laughs> you know, of a fraternity bedroom. Yeah. And we're hot and heavy and she, you know, said it. Yeah. And was like, listen, gotta let you know something. And, I uh, saw it the way that you were kind of putting it. Like, I was like, oh, thank you for telling me. Like, you, yeah. you know, thank you for letting me know that, you know, the the shoot only has one. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, there's no emergency shoot going on here. Right. Really. And I, I remember this was the first time I really got a handle on, um, like, so these earphones fucking suck. What's going on? So this is the first time I really got a handle on how people, f- like, feel about herpes i remember like we hooked up nothing you know we didn't have we ended up not having sex i was like listen i don't know enough about this right to even have like an uh, you know an informed sexual experience right right so we just like made out whatever and then i remember leaving the next day and like guys in my fraternity were like it was like i walked out with like a zombie right, 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 <laughs> like, right. whoa or like you know actually it was more like walking out with like a tiger right right that could kill everybody right and everyone's just like do you know like i and she left and they're like do you know are you, do you know what's going on? And I'm like, um, I guess I, I I know. Like, I I just didn't do it. Right. And I'm happy I knew. I think she did me a favor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird. That, I guess that's the ideal situation. If you have herpes, is to get someone else that has herpes. You can just not worry about it. Yeah. yeah but just, the nice thing about getting it is that once you have it, you're like, well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I just I guess, have it. <laughs> yeah. I just have it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. Because I was like bummed for a day, and then mm. after that, I was like, oh well, what are you gonna do? If anything, it makes you more careful. Right. With other people, they'll be like, listen, I hold this thing that I could end up giving. You know, I need to make sure. Be upfront is really the answer to this question. Right, right. Definitely. Let people know. And like, listen, it sounds bad right now, but you're getting to know somebody a little differently than you would have. Like, if you're going to, you know, have sex with this girl and you say, I have herpes, and then she's like, Get the fuck out of here! You're like, maybe you lucked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe yeah, you yeah, found out a, something you would have found out two months later. Yeah, it's a crazy person or a shitty person. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Joe List at Joe List Comedy on Twitter. Gonna be at the Comedy Connection April 28th and 29th. Go check them out. Fantastic comics. So funny. Let's keep it going. Fuck bitches. Get money. Oh boy. What's up, Dreidel Train? <laughs> I've listened to uh, since the start and have been spreading the word of some alcohol dependent 30 year old with below average life experience all across Canada ever since <laughs> enough of the pap- enough of the paprika on your nuts I've got some knowledge to get I've been out of school for almost two years now have finally put together some money and should be able to put a down payment on a house in about a year oh wow guys killing it it helps that my work pays my accommodations hotel I travel a lot Here's where it gets tricky. I've been with my girlfriend for eight months, and she'll graduate in a month. She'll be moving into the city I work in one week out of the month. She'll be moving in into a city to a city I work in one week out of the month. Okay. She wants to live to move in together. Well, I don't have problems with that specifically. It seems like an incredibly stupid financial decision. She obviously split the rent with me, but I hate the thought of paying someone else's mortgage when I don't have to. You're Jewish, you understand this. Especially since I'll almost never be there. 
How to explain that I just don't want to live with her yet and that it's strictly because I'm cheap. She has her heart set on this, so it's probably going to lead to a fight. Should I just pay the rent and delay financial growth for a girl who, statistically speaking, might not be the one? Should I just start preparing for a breakup, change my profile picture? Any advice would be unreal. Um, I do realize I'm bitching about not being able to buy a house at 25 to a guy who does comedy for a living in the most expensive (laughs) city in the world. Also, you're hilarious. If I could do, you could do a show in Vancouver and even Seattle, I'm there. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Well, I'm a little confused. <coughs> she wants to move in. Wouldn't she be paying half the rent? I don't understand. She would be. I, I, so he's saying he'd have to... Why would that cost him money to have her move in? I, I think I he understand. doesn't... I think right now he's probably living at home. Oh, I see. While his work pays for travel. Oh, I got This you. is the assumption I'm making. I'm making a pretty well, big leap. I, but. I actually think it was like a little confusing the way he said it. Like, she might live in like St. Louis, say. He travels to St. Louis one week a month for his job and lives elsewhere the rest of the time. Oh. So he'd be paying for the house, but only living there. One week a month. Uh, Instead of having the hotel paid for by his work. Uh, I understand. So he has a very specific situation. Yeah. But he's blaming (laughs) not wanting to move in with his girlfriend, who he just said he might break up with anyways, on being cheap. Right. Yeah, it (laughs) seems like there's a couple problems in the relationship, just generally. But I I feel like, and I don't mean this offensively to podcast fans everywhere, but I feel like if you're sending an email to a podcast host that you listen to, you might be a couple tweaks away from a perfect relationship. Yeah. You know <laughs> this what I mean? Is, this isn't like this is the kind of thing he should probably discuss with her. Yeah. But, uh, let's. I mean, let's keep I think, talking about I, but it. I think. I think but. what he wants to hear is that he's not crazy. Yeah. They, yeah. Definitely not crazy. And here's what I'll say about his. What he's not crazy about. He's definitely the the most sane person when it comes to not wanting in to move not wanting to move in with your 22 year old girlfriend. And eight months is very short. Very I, short. I think you got to have two holidays. With a person. Okay. Two Christmases or Hanukkahs, whatever it may yeah. be, to be like, what the fuck is this gift? I already have that. What do you do? A couple of stressful situations annually before you make big moves. Totally agree. Even any, not even just move in, just like uh, to make a move of any kind in a relationship. Right. Two holidays, that's a good, I, I think also what he's doing right now is he's blaming his cheapness for why he doesn't want to do something with his girlfriend, it'll only lead him to more lies down the road. Right. He's better off, first of all, even before I get to my point, after college, those two years after college are very big life-changing moments. For sure. You become a totally different person. This girl is very, what her problem is, she's afraid of leaving college. Right. And she wants to know that there's going to be some type of stability when she leaves, which is you having a place for her to move into right away. Right. The best thing that can happen to her is the not knowing what's coming next. That's right. what, That's how you get formed as a person. Yeah. Those stressful moments of moving into a new apartment. Like, you know, there's so many things you don't learn in college. Like, oh, how do I look for a new apartment? How do I get, you know, pay, I have to pay broker's fees. I have to, I have a 401k. There's a retirement account. You know, there's right. all these like, you know, little tiny bits of life that are so much bigger than we were ever taught right. in high school and college. Right. You know, like all those little, like I just, like, I remember I, I brought a chick home once. I was like 25 years old and my apartment was a fucking mess. Yeah. And I remember I brought her home and it was so messy in the apartment that she just looked at and she was like, I'm not coming in. <laughs> and I was 25. Yeah. And I remember the night, na- I was like, well, I gotta, my my apartment just cock blocked me. Right. I gotta clean this fucking place up. I gotta grow up. Right. And the next day, it took me literally a day to get it to 
just mediocre. Right. Like it wasn't like I was like sparkling yeah. by any means. And I just remember being like, it shouldn't take a day. But you, it took these like physical moments of not getting blown that night. Plus the strength, like the strength I had to put into like cleaning up the apartment to be like, oh, Here's a part of my life I need to get better at. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, we had a, I cleaned up my old apartment one time. There was three of us living in it. And uh, same thing. Like I had girls come. They were like, this is fucking bananas. You yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> and then we cleaned it. I was like, I got to clean everything. And I had seven trash bags filled. You were living in that. Yes. <laughs> seven trash bags full of shit that I was like, this is unnecessary. This is trash. Yes. This is unneeded. Seven. That's in, in that, a three bedroom apartment. This, this it's is bananas. A, this is a scarring memory. Yes. That, <laughs> that you and I both have. Yeah. That has fashioned us to be better people later on. And when you, if you let her move in with you and you don't tell her, listen, this isn't the. I'm not ready for this. Then yeah. you are handicapping her. Yeah. You're allowing her to have no scars. Yes. Which are necessary for growth and life. I, I implore this guy. Yes. Do not move in with her. Also, there's this whole thing of like, if you, if, and I've had this happen to me in relationships where like, I'm, I'll do something I don't want to do in a relationship and then it will just feed on to me pushing myself away from the girl. Yeah. Even though in that moment we're like good, like it's made us worse. Yeah. Like I never really get to know her because we don't have this like hard moment. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't like to fight with girls. Do you know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I never do. I don't want to have arguments. So I'm I, just like, I'll just go with it. Yeah. Even if I'm inside, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this right now. Yeah. I never understand those relationships where they, they like to fight, that we fight all the time. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not into that. I have one fight and I'm like, well, what? Let's break up. What are we doing? Yeah. Let's forget <laughs> it. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is silly. I, I mean, I've, we've been talking a lot about, I, I've turned my read receipts on. I don't know what that is. It's uh, when you text with someone, you can see when I've read your oh, oh, right. yeah, yeah. your text. Yeah, ooh, so I, like that. I turned that on because like an email I wrote in telling everyone to turn them on. So I was like, I'll try this. Yeah. The amount of change in my life in just like the short month or yeah. like three weeks that I've done this has been unbelievable because everything has moved towards honesty like way quicker. Uh-huh. I had a girl over the weekend. I saw her, she came with some friends to the show, and then she texted me. Like I said hi to her and her friends, thanks for coming. And yeah. then she texted me, my friends say you don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm looking at this text being like, like that's a fucking vicious. Yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah. I don't care for these friends of hers. Well, they also, yeah, I, I, you know, your friends tell them to like mind their own fucking business. Right. Uh, but like, what do I even say to, like, to that text? Do I respond like, um, I like you enough to fuck you. Like, yeah. I, like, I, you know, and I just, and I read it and I just was like, I don't know how. And I wrote like 30 different answers. Yeah. Until I just was like, I'm just going to write nothing. Write nothing. Yeah. And I, all it says is that I read it. <laughs> yeah. It just says read and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. But that's, that's, girls should know that. Wait, once you get your friends involved, it's weird. Like you have like a girl, you meet a girl, you start seeing a girl and her friend's you meet her friends and they're like, be good to her. If you hurt her, it makes her seem like retarded yes, in a weird way. Totally. You're like, what? What, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like embarrassing. It's such a turnoff, ladies, if you're listening, to have your friends be like, she's an angel. Oh, I totally Don't. agree. Also, girlfriends do, girlfriends underhandedly do this to each other. There's always the girl that will, they'll be like, you, you can always tell if a girl is hot or not based on how gushing the friends are. Yeah. Like if the friends are like, she's gorgeous right. that's a fat chick right <laughs> you know oh my god beautiful and then when the, when she's hot this is the words they use they'll be like yeah she's hot 
Yeah. <laughs> guys like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys like her. Oh, the other guys with penises? Right. I'm going to go with their opinion. You want the friends to hate her. Yes. Yeah, she's hot. It's I get it. Yeah. Fuck her. <laughs> that <laughs> means she's like crazy hot because they're sick of it. They yes. resent her for being that hot. Guys like her boobs. Oh, they're amazing then. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. What's up, guys? This is Rob Fox from the Inside TFM Podcast. You can hear us every Thursday talk about all the dumb drunk shit we did and what's going on at TFM and our takes on uh, just what's going on around colleges in the country. So subscribe to us on iTunes or you can catch us on the site every Thursday. We're here with Joe List at Joe List Comedy. Go follow him, support him. Fantastic comic. So funny. Uh, he's going to be at the Comedy Connection April 29th and 28th. Um, also, Tuesdays with Stories every Tuesday, just yeah. along with this podcast. So you can get, you get two for the price of zero every Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a free uh, two hours of entertainment. So let's do Return of the X. Oh, boy. Sup, J-Train. Me and my friends love the podcast. Keeps us entertained on our road trips to the mountains. Keep up the good work. I need, to, I need some of the million-dollar advice that you're giving out for free. You're welcome. Here, here's what you can do to pay for this advice, people. Turn to whoever's next to you. I don't care if it's a homeless person. I don't care if it's your mom. Get them subscribed to this podcast. Yes. We need it on iTunes. It's very helpful. Give us a rating, a subscription, uh, five stars. It's really very helpful. So go check that out. Tell one friend, and that'll be your payment to me. That'll really yeah. boil my biscuits. I'm about to graduate from an overrated, over overpriced college in the West. While studying abroad, I met a guy. We quickly began spending a lot of time together, spending many weekends traveling together and constantly talking when we were apart. Long story short, some real feelings developed for, for both of us. I just got a hiccup. I thought you were going to die right uh, there. What if I died right It sounded on the like air. that was a moment. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was real feelings developed, and you're like... <gasps> oh, yeah, maybe I was so taken, taken aback. We weren't from the same school or even the same area in the U.S., so we both... So after abroad, we tried to keep up the long-distance relationship for a while. It lasted all summer. We even both visited each other, but we couldn't make it last. I was doing okay with it, uh, when, uh, with it knowing the long-distance was hard. But then shortly after the breakup, I found out he started dating another girl, and then I was not okay. Recently, he drunkenly texted me saying he really missed me mm. while still with the girlfriend, and that he's moving to my hometown after graduation where I've accepted a job. He also told me he will be living in the same neighborhood since the drunk text he has written me asking advice about living in the city and keeping in touch. I am not sure how to handle the one guy who has never... who has. The one guy who has ever broken my heart. So what do I do when the time comes for us to live so close? Do I ignore him when we are bound to ruin each other? Uh, if I may still have, have feelings for this guy, do I consider getting close enough after he and his current girlfriend's now long-distance relationship probably ends in disaster like it did for us? What do you think? Oh, boy. Well, this is uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's it's a, a heavy one. Heavy. But I have, heavy. A, I have a similar uh, experience with that. Oh, my, please. My ex-girlfriend that I was in love with lived together the whole thing. She went to uh, South America. We broke up because she went abroad. She wanted to, you know, visit and Which is this in college or was this like a post? She was after college. We dated while she was in grad school at okay. Columbia. And then she graduated there, left. We broke up. And then just a couple of years ago, she moved back to New York. Oh, really? But I was in a relationship already, so it's a little different. 
But it was a thing of like, oh, wow, my ex is back in town. Yeah. That's interesting. And I wanted to kind of be friends with her. But then she was kind of weird and, and, and cunty about it. And she, not, I shouldn't say cunty. She's well, a she, nice person. Did she want to like see what, ha- you know, see what this could be again? I don't know. I never know. I mean, it's weird that she would choose to move back to New York because she hated it while we were dating. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, probably not, but maybe. I don't know. But you kept in touch. Uh, we kept in touch a little bit, but um, it was weird. But sometimes you think... And this might be just a different than that. Yeah. I thought, because she broke up with me and I was so heartbroken. I was in love with her that I was like, oh boy, maybe I was like, I got to, now that I'm over her, mm. it's possible that she just wasn't over me. Because I always just assumed it was me that was heartbroken and yeah. she was having the time of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tried to hang out with her a couple of times, but I feel like those relationships always end up being poisonous. You broke up for a reason. If he's back in town, you know, say hello, maybe have a drink, but I would not get back romantically involved. Find somebody else, try to find someone else. I I agree with you. I hear hear everything you're saying. I've had a similar situation to this. Um, I think them meeting abroad, Mm -hmm. anytime you meet somebody in a specific situation that's not your living situation, it's glorified. It's like a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. There's you're, music and doves. Yeah, and you're traveling together right. and money doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when you go on vacation, when have you ever like when you're on vacation, when have you ever thought about what you're eating and, and how much you're spending? Right. Zero. Right. Those are the last things you think about. But when you're at home, you're like, gotta eat on my schedule, gotta mm-hmm. spend this much money a day. You know, yeah. l- real life gets in the way. So you have to you have to understand how different that life is abroad than it is here and understand that for what that's what's surrounding the relationship. So don't right. put it on the same level as like a relationship that happens in the normalcy of everyday life because yeah. that's a real relationship. Right. I had a situation I went on birthright so Jews get yeah. to go to Israel for free. Right from a certain age. So I did this trip and I met this girl there and like I became like head you know I was like into it. I was like this is it. This is great. And we had this like great, you know, and I was like especially cuz you're traveling all these great places. It's the movie that you're talking about. Yeah. And I remember we came back to New York and it just was very different. Like it wasn't the same you know, ex- back and forth. There were just other things in the way. There was work. There was setting up plans. All this stuff that was so easy before wasn't easy here. Right. So what she's dealing with, she's looking at a romanticized version of what they had. And when they visited each other, that's the same thing. You're still on vacation together. Yeah. You're I not agree. having a real relationship. Right. My advice to her is to just put kind of take your distance from this guy yeah be a friend not like an interest and if he brings up all this i miss you stuff just be like you got a girlfriend i'm not even gonna like acknowledge that yeah especially if he's the kind of guy that has a girlfriend and is emailing me like hey i missed you while he has a girlfriend that's the yeah. kind of guy you're interested in being with that, you, can, you can do better i think that's i agree and here's what you do when you move to the new city you hang out, but only if he makes plans. Right. You need him to make very real plans. And if you have and if he makes those plans, then go with it. But don't be the one pushing for this because right. you need to see what it, you need to get your life together too. Like this isn't just him moving to that new city. Even though you're from there, you're still moving into the new city. For, this is a new experience for you. You're postgrad now. Yeah. You're getting a job. You're getting into the, you know, the 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 schedule of a real day. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. I just don't think it. I can see what's going to happen. They're going to get back to that city. They're going to hook up late night. They're going to say, oh, we tried, but this is never going to happen. And then she's going to be heartbroken again. Right. That's fine, but 
don't tell me, you know, don't say I didn't tell you so. Yeah, because the thing is, with that guy, if you just want to get laid, you want to get fucked, fuck someone else, some nice guy that you never met before. Totally. Who's not extra feelings underneath the surface and resentments. and. Also, if a guy that breaks up, that you break up with long distance and then immediately gets into another relationship, that means he's someone that needs to be taken care of a little bit. Right. That means when he comes to the new city, he's trying to set himself up to be taken care of again. Yes. He doesn't like being alone. He needs somebody to, and, it, and you don't matter really that much. It's yeah. just that you're, you're a body, you're a human thing. Yeah, I would agree. And that also, lastly, I would say, if you can get fully over him, where you're, you're over him, like she's like, it still hurt me when he started dating someone. If you can get over him and accept and then try to see him again. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like now... You have to start from square one. If right. you're going to do this... You have to start from like, oh, he courts you. He like tries to take you on dates. He acts as if you guys have just met on the street or at a bar and he wants you to be with him. It can't be, ah, uh, you know, I moved here. Let's meet up at 2 a.m. Because that's not right. going to get you. You're only, you're straddling this. You're doing right. it halfway. Right. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Joe List at Joe List Comedy. Go check him out. Support him. X is a coworker. Oh boy! I like the X talk. Let's yeah. let's keep up. I the love theme. an X talk. I think about my X all the time. Do you really? Constantly. What do you think about? Only when I'm masturbating. No, <laughs> I'm only kidding, of course. <laughs> only with her Instagram page up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think of X's. I do think of X's. I, I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, uh, but I never think like wistfully. Right. Like I'm always like, that was a good person. Happy I'm out of that. Kind of looking for like three traits out of her to be combined with three traits out of another ex. Right. Yeah, I, th I think about it where I'm like, see, I'm in a relationship. I'm engaged now. So I think about it in a weird way where I'm like, oh, yeah, that per it's so weird to me because it, now years have, it's been six years, yeah. seven years. So it's weird to be like, oh, yeah, that person. I forgot about that It's so person. weird to see an ex out, too. Like I, I was just on the subway earlier, and I thought I saw an ex, and I was like, I'm not going to jump into the, like, I'm just going to ignore. Like, right. I'm not going to, like, but then you have that moment where you're like, oh, we spent a lot of fucking time together. Yeah, it's weird. You, <laughs> you, you fucked in the ass and you yeah. had Christmas together or whatever the hell it is, and uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I saw an ex, uh, like, a way, like, six months back, and it was at, like, a tailgate, and, and, like, it was her with her new boyfriend. Yeah. And you have this moment where you're like, like you know, she's like, "Hey, Jared," and yeah. everything's like elongated. Like yeah. in that elongated moment, it's just like seeing you naked. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's hey, an interesting thing. Seeing you naked, Jared. Seeing you naked. You know, right. that's, everything is in those pauses. Yeah, it's a weird thing to be like to see someone grocery shopping and you're like I've seen your vagina yeah. at point blank range yeah. I've smelled the I've inside of your pussy I've put my eye into it yeah uh, <laughs> I've been covered is, in your wetness it's interesting yeah it's weird and then like you see this other guy and like he knows the deal because he's probably like she's got to walk away and be like yeah he's right. date that guy mm -hmm. and then like everyone knows the deal without saying the deal yeah everyone knows that like when you say you see like someone's ex it's never said like the the sexual parts are never said. Yeah. It's just everything else. It's like, I used to date that guy. But he used to date that guy. is like, I used to, you know. Rail on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pounded X, her ass. X is a coworker. J Train, I'm going to jump right in. I'm in some deep shit. Oh, boy. About a month ago, I broke up with a girlfriend of a year and a half, but it was a huge mistake. Uh -oh. Since then, I've been a complete jackass, getting too drunk and reaching out to her and apologizing, almost begging a few times, subtweeting about her and about being all around crazy. Oh, dude, you got to tur turn off the tech. Yeah, uh, trouble. I laid off uh, for a week, and we recently hooked up. And he puts, oh. the, he puts the parentheses, 
a mission accomplished. And I try <laughs> and I tried my best not to let myself get attached because of it. The problem is that we work together, so I constantly see her. What's worse is that she has stayed at a male coworker's house a few times. This dude has a girlfriend in a neighboring school, but has cheated on her. So I'm not sure what to think about it. Any advice on how to how to either get her back, which is plan A, or move on without letting this effect work. Thank you for the weekly entertainment and advice. Keep it up. Ooh, that is messy. I mean, that's a big old pile of mess. That's the thing. And for me, with any like breakup situation, you just not want to. You just don't want to see this person. Yeah, I've been so lucky. My, my previous girlfriend moved to South yeah. America and wasn't on social media. It's oh, so the most ideal situation. Yeah, you don't see. And what Different you do continent. is when you see these people with someone else, you kind of put yourself in their shoes for a minute. You're like, right. oh. Ah, uh, I could have been that guy or girl. Right. Yeah, but office. I mean, in the office, trying to get her back. She's cheated on another guy. She's like a guy in your office. I mean, that's just going to be messy, especially if she leaves him and goes to back to you. Now you're working with the he's guy, already the he's already he's already made a mistake that I would advise everyone against making, and it's putting your garbage out on social media. Yeah. It never looks good. Right. It's never when I see a girl being like, "Oh, that's how you're gonna play." Like it's like the vague uh, tweet. Uh, yeah. And, and it's like, "Oh, that's how you're playing it." It's like, "Oh, that chick is someone I'm staying away from." Yeah, that's bananas. That's yeah, not how you're supposed to do it. Like every, you know, what you should do is have a notes section of your phone mm -hmm. and just write it in there. Right. For no one to see. Right. And then you just reread it and like a million. Because what he's done right now is. He has made himself beneath her mm -hmm. with all this stuff. You know, like when he writes the tweets and the and the begging her back. Now she's going with another guy who's cheating on his girlfriend. She's she's going with a like an alpha dude. Yeah. And they're probably and she's probably like showing him the tweets, being like, Can you believe this shit? Yeah. You're the topic of every conversation with new guys. Right. That's what happens when you put all this bullshit out there. Yeah, it just doesn't... Uh, that sounds like a messy situation. If I were him, I'd I keep saying this to everybody, but I would try to distance myself from that and, and find a different girl, get on the Tinder, the Bumble, whatever, and yeah. move on to a different scene, which will help you get away from that and make your work life easier. Totally. And here's the thing about work. When you see her, the, the male ego move is to be like, oh, she's with someone else in spite of me. Right. Remember, you're not that fucking great. Yes. <laughs> you know, she does hasn't every move she makes isn't because she's thought of you. She doesn't go to the lunch counter when you go. It just so happens that you saw her there at the same time. She doesn't go and try and go to the water fountain to be near you. No. She just was thirsty for some water. Right. You have to remember this isn't her life is not about you. And that the more you remember that, the less you're gonna be, you know, feeling degraded with every move that she makes. Yeah. Because that's what he's doing right now. He's saying, well, she she's around the office, and he's probably inventing these things. Oh, mm -hmm. she keeps looking at me in the office. No, she's just got to get to the bathroom. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you have nothing to do with this. Yeah. I, yeah, I would move on. I would, If I were him, I would quit my job, move to the, uh, move to the mountains. <laughs> move to the mountains. <laughs> live off the land. Yeah, that's a move. Yeah, just if you can't quit your job, uh, just stop with her. Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to help anything. You're probably spending 80% of your day. You're probably going to get fired because you're spending 80% of your day thinking about her. Yeah. I think most of these situations, I have a theory. Most situations, it's true of my ex, 
A lot of these people that go back to their ex, they can't stop thinking about their ex, it's because she was great in bed. She probably, mm. uh, with all due respect, she probably sucked a mean cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I got to get back there. My God, she's sucking his dick now. Yeah, nah. there's, there's other girls that... Uh, he's getting with, that sweet nectar. Yes, there's lo- other girls that would let you come on their face or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, move past this girl and find another gal that's wild in the sack. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're going to do one more email. Um... Let's do this one. I like internship hookups. Oh. This is kind of the work. We're, we're keeping the theme, but we're like extending the I theme. I like it. I like it. Extend the theme, baby. Ex- internship hookups. Jared, rather than starting this email with standard nut feathering, I want to begin with an apology. What my people did to yours 80 plus years ago was <laughs> not right. <laughs> and I hope you can look past that to provide some much needed advice. This summer, I'll be doing a finance internship. Program is... Uh, is a number of weeks long, and has about 50 interns, some of which will be female. By no means will these chicks be Instagram models who think their motivational quotes earn them 10,000 followers, but you wouldn't be embarrassed to tell your boys back home about them either. So he's got some cute girls at his internship program. Yeah. What's the move on the hookup game? Should I target one prospect for the summer or make a play at all of them? (laughs) <laughs> I'd kind of, and all of them, this guy, yeah. I'd kind of like to work here in the future. So is it worth risking my professional reputation just to sexually disappoint a few female interns this summer? Everyone seems to live together in nearby housing. So does that help or hurt the case? What do you think? Boy, well, first of all, I mean, I just don't have the confidence or personality to be the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to go after everybody. <laughs> like, I'm not, a, you know, that, that's very like Napoleon or something. Yeah. I would find one because that way if it gets weird or mixed up, if it's just one, you can be like, yeah. I, I'm in love with this girl. I thought she was the love of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I you mean, look, what, look at our last over. emailer. Look what happened to this kid. He's yes. broken and he's the he's the cuckold of this other relationship, yes. you know? So Yeah, I'd pick one uh, one dame and, and, and pursue her. And if not, you know, you masturbate. Here's my advice. I've done these internship programs before and the move is nobody. You hook up with nobody at this internship. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck yourself over. Do the job. Be awesome. And here's what you do. Every girl interning at that company has a friend who's interning at another company. Uh-huh. So you want to leverage these relationships. You want to yes. be, he's this great guy who's killing it. At, right. And here's what you have when you're at an internship and when you're in college. You can sell potential to get you fucked, okay? I'm way past that. This is what it is, yeah. okay? If you hook up with me, you're stuck in this bullshit, yeah. okay? Right now, at internship age, you can sell the fact that in 20 years, you're going to be Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Not going to happen, but you can sell that. Right. So what I'm saying is people are attracted to success. So if you do well at the internship and you keep your eyes on the prize with getting the job and being the number one, you know, you know, n- number one bone slayer at the finance internship. Yeah. Now, when you guys do happy hour drinks and you befriend all these girls, you're going to be a magnet. Yes. And they're going to be like, oh, you're cool. And then what you do is when you go to the happy hour with all the girls from the internship, you say, hey, do you got any friends? Yes, this is good. This is good. And then the girls see you as like, 
Yeah, he's he's really sweet. He doesn't even try to fuck us. He's a real yes. pro. He's thoughtful. Yes. He's not one of these animals that the, tries to fuck everybody. The minute you take fucking out of the equation, you become a normal human being that girls want to be around. You're a hero. <laughs> right? You're not like, and you're going to, because you're going to have one guy at that internship that came to do some fucking. Yes. He came with his axe to chop down some trees. Mm-hmm. And that guy ain't going to look so hot compared to you who's getting the job, who's doing well, he's ranking in the top of whatever measurements you guys have, and then you leverage these girls that you've befriended because nearby, some of them are probably moving closer to their hometown, some of them have friends that are interning, everyone is a little bit lonely and looking for places to hang out with people because they're not really, and what you're doing is you're taking a girl at your internship and you're saying, I'm a trustworthy uh, person that you can set me up with someone else, and now what you do is you say, hey, me and the other interns were doing a pregame. You take the one girl who's you know hot and fun and that you befriended, and you say, "Hey, if you have any friends in town, bring them to this pregame that we're doing." Now you've extended, and you get yourself away from fucking over your opportunity with the work. Yeah, this is beautiful. I mean, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, now that's that, some advice. That's, that's this a, guy's gonna we be. Get, we got one pearl an episode. I think yeah. that was it. What did you say? The bone slayer. The bone slayer. Uh, that's, that's poetry. <laughs> this guy's gonna be slaying bones. Yeah, he's gonna be slaying bones, putting in a hatch of wounds. Gonna be great. Oh, Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. Joe List, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, we're gonna do some uh, hypotheticals and some news with Mansamp, who's back. From uh, the All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that sent me messages on Twitter and Snapchat. Yeah, man, it. we're happy to have you back. Really we're sorry it. about your dog. We got one email. Thanks, Actually, I'll read it now. Uh, this is the some guy. People really got pretty gay about your dog. Uh, <laughs> people, it's, it hits everybody really hard. It does. I, I you know, I have a dog. I had a dog growing up, and that dog passed away. Uh, but this guy, hey J Train. Um, Oh, I was just sending my best to Mansamp for losing his dog. Mine passed away a few years ago, too, after 13 years, and it was just terrible. Just embrace the emotions, buddy. Not to be one of those, my cats are my kids, ladies, but dog, <laughs> but dogs can be your best friends for a whole decade, so it completely makes sense to be a wreck after. I know I was. Wishing you the best. So the, re- the, the listeners are on your side, man. And I really appreciate it. Thank what, you, guys. What was the dog's name? Stanley. That's a great dog name. Yeah. Love he, that name. That, yeah, he was a good one. So Rest thank in peace, you, Stanley, from J Train Podcast. And me too. To the uh, to the I dog also. man up above. Yeah. So we're going to come right back with some uh, hypotheticals in the news. We'll be right back. I can't say life's a bitch because what you make of me. You make your own beast, so you got to Hey guys, welcome back. We're here with Joe List. Joe, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This Answering fun. the emails, it was great. Uh, you can find Joe on Twitter at Joe List Comedy. Um, also, he's going to be in Providence at the Comedy mm-hmm. Connection, which is a fantastic, fun club. I've been there before. The place is awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's been there forever. It's an it, old bank vault. Old bank vault. It's really just a cool room. Like sometimes you have rooms that you're like, this is a good laughing room. Right, yeah. It's it, hot. Yeah, uh, so it's good. So he's going to be there on April 29th and 30th. I said the 28th and 29th. So That's a, April 29th it. and 30th at uh, Providence Comedy Connection. Go check it out. Also, Tuesdays with Stories. Every Tuesday, mm-hmm. same day that we release this podcast. So get on board with Tuesdays with Stories. Fun, awesome podcast. Um, also, you can go to my website. I've got some dates coming up. JTrainComedy.com. It's JTrainComedy.com. I will have already been... When this airs, I'll have already been in Portland. Thank you to anyone who came to that. Um, but I'll also be coming to Boulder, Colorado, uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City, Levity Live in Nyack, New York at the Palisades Mall. Um, 
I'll be in Boston at Laugh Boston on the 17th, and then Thomas College in Maine on the 21st of April. So get involved. Um, would love to see you guys at those shows. Man Sam. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. Good to be back. Good Happy to have to you here. back. Thank uh, you. At Man Samp on Twitter, Mandatory Samson Podcast, every Friday, along with this one on Fridays. Um, let's do some hypotheticals. You ready? Yeah. Um, this one. Your pro boxer listener from here, uh, here from Seattle, Washington, at RobotMan360 on IG. So here we go. Big discussion anticipated here, Jay Boner. Would you rather have your daughter be a whore or have no friends? Hmm. loser or a whore <laughs> i say whore because i don't do the whole slut shaming bullshit <laughs> does he mean like a That's literal hilarious. whore like a hooker i, I don't know and if, huh. he, and if she had no friends she might be weird as fuck and crazy as shit and talk to balloons <laughs> love the podcast by the way lisa ann episode is one of my favorites and tell her to let me uh drink her bath water happy easter so, I mean, <laughs> this one to me is pretty easy. I mean, she, no friends is a is a horrible, sad life. Yeah. And a quote-unquote whore to me just means promiscuous. You fuck a lot of people. Yeah. So that implies that she could have a lot of great friends. If she has solid people that will do anything for her, but mm. she fucks a different guy every night, I'm okay with that. I, I want to fuck everyone every night. Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm a whore if, I, if you put it in that context. Yeah, yeah so... I want no friends is a problem. She'd be suicidal. She's, you need friends. So you need friends. And you need to get laid. Also, yes. And no friends is such a burden on the parents. Of course. Right. You know, I got to hang out with this loser now, too. <laughs> now you got to fuck her. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Well, yeah. I think I'm going to go with you guys on this. And correct me if I'm wrong. It was in Seattle. So it's already going to be maybe no, a little is, depressing. Well, this is a guy from Seattle that's sending that. That's what I'm saying. So his daughter would be in yeah, Seattle. Yeah. She'd be like in the, in the rain. Yeah. Like one yeah. of those uh, you know, vampire kids. Yeah, let, let her get laid. It's fine. <laughs> I'd be proud of my girl if she got laid a bunch you high five her on the way you. in yeah, yeah suck the those dicks loser <laughs> thing is just a tough thing to watch you ever like you meet someone like that and you're like oh i feel bad it's almost like a disability at that point you feel yeah. bad yeah. You know? oh, like, yeah oh you can't even talk to anybody okay in a situation where you have to give up either your butthole or your urethra for good which would you choose to keep I think you die from both of those things. <laughs> keep in mind that all functionality for the hole you lose is gone if you keep your urethra you no longer need to poop. If you keep your asshole, you no longer need to pee or come. Additionally, you lose all desires, whether sexual or biological in nature, associated with the lost hole. What say you? I mean, that's a tough one, I guess. So, but so, what happens with your shit? Is that just the hypothetical? Is you don't even have to shit? You anymore? never shit again. I think that's. I love the, shitting. I, I do too. But I can't come if I lose my urethra. Right. I yeah. want to come on things. So do I. Yeah. So I guess I'll just not shit again. Yeah. This is a slam dunk. I'm just not going to shit anymore. Yeah. My love for a good shit is nowhere near my love for a good come. Right. Or right. a nice piss after you, you're drunk also, or whatever. It feels great. Also, a bad shit is way worse than a bad cum. A bad yes. cum is like bad pizza. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. Yeah. So we're going. We're losing an asshole. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. It'll take us longer to come without that asshole. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> We're going to do it at that point. Thank you. Let's do, uh, let's do one more. And if you have a hypothetical, send it in. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. This one's, hey, Jay, butt stuff. Insert nut feathering here. So I have a sports hypothetical for you. Hmm. Would Who would, in a game, the worst NFL team or college team where they take the best player at each position? So he's saying who would win in a game with the worst NFL team or a college team where they take the best player at each position. 
The, oh. col- the college team gets a year to prepare for the game together and gets to choose if they want to play NFL rules or college rules. Uh, so who wins a bunch? Who wins a bunch of overpaid Cleveland Browns with a most likely drunk Johnny football? Or a college all-star team. Also, if you're the college team, which rules do you pick? Thanks for the laughs. Now twice a week and snaps. Good luck. Uh, good luck with complex. Oh, because I said that I was going to do it. P.S. Give a shout out to my sad second shift friend, Dom underscore Sandy. Dom underscore Sandy. All shits and not even the thought of a woman's breasts. What do you guys think? That, that's a tough one. I think if it's one game, it's a toss-up. I think if it's 10 games, I think the college team wins six. Really? Like if you have best college team versus worst NFL team, the NFL team's crushing them. But if you have the best of each player in the country, a bunch of first-round picks, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, first of all, they should play college rules. It's a little more wide open. They're going to yeah, be younger yeah, and faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, took, you take the, uh, the college rules just think, because that widens the field. Yeah, I think the best. But it's hard because also the best cornerback in college, maybe it's the NFL team, 7 out of 10, because... The best college cornerback might end up being shit, and these mm. other plays in the NFL, they've already made the NFL. What do you it's think? a tough one. It's a good battle. It's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. I think the college team probably wins mm. the majority of the time. I, I got to disagree. The college, I think you go, if I'm picking the rules, I go college rules because of what you said, opening up the field. Yeah. But the the football, the pro team wins every single time, and I'll tell you why. Football, more than any other sport, is a game of emotional Mm. you know you use emotion more than any other sport like you you can get up for a basketball game but like football just the pushing someone back and having what what is it, that thing in your head that pushes you and the embarrassment level for a pro team right that they are fighting for to right. not be embarrassed is way bigger than the college players who are just fighting to like you know really don't give a shit right if they lose they win it doesn't matter they're right. playing they're the all-star kid Right. That's true. This yeah. is what I was, and also if you've met I was just last weekend there was a guy that played football at Penn State. We were talking at the show and they're big, but they're not NFL big. Like yeah. they are enormous in the NFL. Right. But the best player from each that like I like I said, if it's again, if it's best college team versus mm. worst NFL team, the NFL team is destroying them. But the best player from each position, I know all, super all star team, I think is going to put up a good battle. And they, I, I agree, it's going to be a good battle. But I just think that that embarrassment level for the yeah. football, That's for the true. pro football team, that they're fighting against that. They right. they're literally doing anything they can to not have to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. And, and also, like, look at running quarterbacks. How how much worse they get when they go to the NFL. Right. Like they can't. You, you look at like Michael Vick when he played. Well, Vince he, Young, take Vince Young. Vince Young, like just like when they played in college. The field just seems so much right. more available to them, and then like Robert Griffin III goes out, and you're like, oh, he can't. Even, he gets like one of those plays a right. game. He doesn't even get like six. Yeah, right. that's true. Also, with the quarterbacks, a lot oftentimes the best quarterback in college football ends up not being the best. Oh, college. quarterback is the one hardest, th- and that's the hardest, and part. that's the most important position. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you're right. NFL team. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's go to some news. All right. So this is a pretty fun one. Microsoft put up a, a Twitter bot like an artificial intelligence Twitter bot uh, named Tay that was supposed to mimic how like millennials would respond to a tweet in like a joking kind of conversational way. Okay. So people could tweet to it, but it was going to learn from all the tweets that it was getting. Okay. So of course people, you know, are going to try to troll this thing. Yeah. And it ended up going pretty badly. They had to take it down and like delete a bunch of tweets because people would tweet it. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. And the thing would answer, could not agree more. I wish there were more people articulating this kind of thing. You know? <laughs> so, oh, they just, so they fucked with the 
artificial intelligence thing in such a way that it make it sound racist. Exactly. Like they would ask it enough questions involving enough r- racial terms or whatever so that its responses would I don't know those. where yeah. people find the time in a day. Yeah. Where are these people that like, like it seems like we get a story like this all the time where it's like this Twitter thing and it's funny. Like it is funny right. that they're like, but like how, what are they thinking? Do they have nothing to think about but fucking with things yeah, out probably, there probably yeah like you, know, yeah. Like, you just said butt fucking i did say butt fucking. <laughs> yeah. so that was nice. that's where You're, i'm at yeah, my yeah, time yeah, of day yeah, but that's what i'm saying like you know we're thinking about butt fucking yeah you know the, and like farts and shit and then there's somebody online that's like oh there's this new twitter bot i gotta fuck with that right like right. where do they get the energy yeah do you have it in you at all to do that no i don't care about any of this stuff but uh, i do tweet i I got i got some mean tweets out there but they're jokes i love to go to my act but yeah that's a little silly to me yeah but it's fun it's just fun yeah i just don't know who is the guy i want to know the person that's doing this on a regular basis because i'd probably hate the person but i like what they create yeah you know right like the thing somebody asked did the holocaust happen and the thing responded it was made up with like a clapping you know emoji oh my god those are like they they got it to a crazy level it's a nazi ai yeah yeah (laughs) let's go to the next one well let me say this though about the the artificial intelligence thing that we're gonna have artificial intelligence eventually have you seen the video of the robot woman that can make facial expressions yeah she was kind of hot really oh, did you boy. see her i did yeah uh, you gotta look her up there's this like robot woman who's on facebook and she's got the back of her head is a is like mechanical like oh, it looks wow. like the inside of a robot yeah but then the face makes expressions and they made it womanly oh wow and it just shows how much of animals we are i looked at that and i was like i'd fuck it wow close <laughs> enough right. close enough ex machina yeah it was that's exactly kind of what she looked oh, wow. like and you're looking at it being like like I'm in, in like I kind of felt my body react to her and I was like, oh, come yeah. on, body. Yeah, boy. Don't fucking do this. Right. You know, like I, I, am I that weak? Right. And yeah. then she also doesn't think the Holocaust happened, which is yeah. gonna be a huge problem. That's, I can get past that. That's all not. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's we'll do one more. Uh, this basketball player Kawhi Leonard, who's yeah. still uh, the headline was still lives like he's in college despite making millions. He just signed a five year, ninety four million dollar contract. He's twenty four years old. That doesn't even include his shoe contract, which or, exists or whatever the fuck yeah. else he's making. Yeah, but he so apparently he spends his summers in a two bedroom apartment in San Diego. With okay. This, oh, he has a roommate. Uh, he has a roommate. He, yeah. Okay. He, he drives around a 97 Chevy Tahoe that he has paid off completely, okay. which is great. And then he also has a Wingstop sponsorship, and they used to give him coupons before he signed the deal. But then they took it away, and he, like, panicked. And they were like, all right, here, here's your Wingstop coupons back. <laughs> he, so he's not spending any of this $94 million, which... I mean, I'm proud of him. That's the right I, way to do it. He probably, probably watched that 30 for 30 where the players yeah. went broke and he's like, fuck that. It's right. literally called broke. Right, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, there's always this story that comes out every now and again about an athlete who's like just living like a normal person. Yeah. And then like the reaction to it is like, bravo. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. I, I, uh, well, okay, good, good for you, man. Like, I, you know, I'm, sh- I'm not really like moved either you know because they did this with jj watt they tried to make because and then well gronk is like this right to a certain gronk extent. only spends his sponsorship money okay. so oh, okay. like he, he's like leno yeah yeah it's kind of like that and i'm always like okay good for you for being financially secure i don't like when they put out this story and i'm wondering did his agent put this out so i'll like uh, him more right. I, that's how much i distrust like the whole jj watt narrative got ridiculous like they were like yeah he lives in a cabin 
out in Minneapolis or out in Milwaukee, and then you see the cabin and it looks like like it was built you know for a James Bond villain, right? And you're like, oh, okay. And then in the uh, they did like NFL Hard Knocks, and JJ yeah. Watt does a, a whole he did a montage of him training. Oh yeah, I saw that. And, yeah. and you're like, okay, I know what he's been. He's trying to get me to think about him, right? right. And I just don't want to be told what to think about your, you know, how how subtle and you know, just like us, you are. I'll get that. You know, yeah. you know, just be, and I will know. Well, there's different versions of luxury, like is what it is. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so he's not living in the big city in like a condo or something, but he's still got everything he wants I'd in his little. If well, I'm yeah. this guy, I I I don't see like if I became a billionaire. I don't think my life would really change that much. The only thing that would change in my life would be like extracurriculars. Like yeah. I don't think I would like have to drive and be driven around in a limo every day. I like driving. Right. You know, like I, I think what he has, like he has a, like when you said he has an apartment on the beach in San Diego, he has an apartment in San Diego. I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I'd like an apartment on the beach yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't need it to be like a billion dollar property. No. You know, like you ever think about that? Yeah, I, I'm not a big, I like traveling. I would do a lot of traveling yeah. and uh, maybe some charitable stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't understand the big house thing. Those things don't really make you, I, I'm really into uh, Buddhism and all that bullshit. So uh, the big houses and cars doesn't bring any kind of, happiness I, i'm not a car guy i would have, I'd have like a prius well that's I, oh, i'm sorry i was no, gonna go say ahead. that's the uh like to that idea like ramdas is somebody that i read about a lot and like i really like you know his kind of ideologies about stuff and he's like look if you can stay in a luxury hotel or have this huge house and you can also just like sleep on the floor somewhere and both are going to be fine for you go for it but if you have this like real attachment to materialism and this giant stuff, right. well, then that's probably not the best place to and, be for you. To me, it's like, it's an honesty thing. Like where it's like, you hear so many people, I wrote a column about this last week. It was like, uh, uh, this girl I read on Facebook that she, she wrote this thing and said that she's starting a new business because she has a passion for brunch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, you don't. Right. <laughs> you, know, you don't cry about brunch every day. Right. A passion is to be moved to like an emotional spot because of something. And it's like, listen, if you're trying to make money off a of brunch, good for you. Go for that. But if you had a billion dollars, would you still say that you have a passion for brunch? Right. right. No, you probably wouldn't. So it's like, I, I think this is Kawhi. It sounds like he's living his life the way he would want to live it. Yeah. You know, would you still do an open mic if you were a bit, if you signed a $94 million contract to do comedy, Joe? Yeah. Would you still want to go on stage in Des Moines, Iowa? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like doing comedy. Yeah, this is uh, what I'm saying. Maybe not Des Moines, but, but I, would, I would do <laughs> Seattle and but, LA but and Vancouver. You, but you would still want to go on stage and do something that pays you not sure. $94 million. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to do stand-up. So, that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, I always think of it in that context where it's like, this guy, good for him. He's living the way he wants to live. Right. Uh, it seems like someone did a report on him, whatever. J.J. Watt, it seemed like he was trying to, like, make more money off of being... A poor right. guy. Now, yeah, the Kawhi sure. Leonard, there's a bit of sadness to it because it feels like, and I don't want to be judgmental based on race, but I feel like maybe he comes from a, a poor area and has a lot of poor people in his life. Mm. And, he, and he's apparently he there's a confidence. He's very insecure that he's like, I got to drive this thing. I don't trust this shit. And it sounds like there's a lack of uh, trust or hope. Yeah. Like, hey, man, you made it. You're good to go. He like, could buy not, a car, buy a house, man. There, I mean, knowing from like financial planning uh, standpoint, he could put these into things that he would never have to worry again. You know, yeah. if he trusts, it sounds like he doesn't trust who's 
That could also be a thing, his money, yeah, which, you know? which is unfortunate as well. But <laughs> like, just like, don't buy it. You don't have to buy a fucking uh, Lamborghini, whatever the fuck the cool car is now. Yeah, but you get a fucking. A 2015 something. <laughs> yeah, do right. something. You know what I mean? Get like some can, AC in that yeah, car. Get, get a house, buddy. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Joe, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Uh, at Joe List Comedy on Twitter. He's going to be at the Providence Comedy Connection April 29th and 30th. Go check him out. Fantastic comic. He's also got a podcast of his own. Tuesdays with Stories. It's every Tuesday here on the Stand-Up New York Labs Network. Chris Mansamp, thank you for coming on. Thanks, man, and thanks again for the support, everybody. Of I course. appreciate it. Uh, at Mansamp on Twitter, Mandatory Saves a Podcast every Friday. Uh, I'll read one follow-up email before we go. This is about read receipts. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, we, we mentioned it earlier in the episode. Followed you on Instagram. You're surprisingly more metrosexual than I expected. Good for you. <laughs> I've been using and swearing by read receipts for years and didn't realize their true power until breaking up with a long-term girlfriend. If you have an argument or are otherwise trying to set yourself up for sex, sex success here are my three steps be known for having read receipts on if you need to think you'll need more time to into a, if you think you'll need more time to put into a response turn off your read receipt and then go into the text exchange and read her response Ugh. three exit her message on iMessage create a draft and notes then turn read receipts back on and send the draft a text message after a minute or so the key is to not have the typing bubble show up or do anything that would let them know that you turned read receipts off the read receipts. This is great and kind of schemy because you put time into a response that makes sense, but it, but to her it took you a minute to come up with a great response. Uh, plug my Twitter handle at based Conley, but I'll probably just get reported as spam. Uh, that's a lot of effort for something that we're trying to get more <laughs> Right, yeah. I hear what he's saying. That is something I wouldn't do. Um, but I appreciate him giving some updates with the, you know, something that we're all trying together, it feels like. So, guys, thank you for listening. I'm Jared Freed. Uh, that is our episode. We'll be back um, next week with a brand new J Train podcast. Keep spreading the words, telling your friends, your sisters, your brothers, your coworkers. I will be back next week sending those emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Jared Freed, Train 56 on all platforms. See you next week. This has been a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media.